0: Stomach was tingling. That's because your stomach is healed. So you just receive that right now. Somebody also had something in their, their neck. I want to say it was the left or, I'm not sure if it's the left or right side, but you you've had some neck soreness that was healed during that song as well. So receive that. Just understand, when God does things supernatural like that, the enemy tries to counterattack. He'll try to counterattack. You can bet your sweet bippy, if that's a phrase that we haven't heard <laughs> since the 70s, But what he'll do is he'll try to, and he'll he'll say, see, that didn't happen, that didn't, that didn't. You have to go back and tell him to shut up. I got it that day, got it that time, and start giving God the praise. And I'm telling you, it'll leave, and you'll get, you know, but if you'll receive back what he's done, you know, what he tries to do back to you again, that's not good. There's all kinds of things happening. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world today. There's stuff that, you know, I have done Let's say hi to everybody because I'm wound up. Hi, everybody. That, uh, you know, I would go and, and speak at, at youth camp, and, and that's great. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love teenagers. If you're a parent of a teenager, you need to listen up, okay? Because this it's starting to happen. Uh, it won't be long, I believe, and we'll be reviving 180. Not that it needed revived, revive, but we'll be reassembling and doing different things in the future. But in July, everybody say July. If you're from the South, it's July. Uh, Faith Life Church with uh, Pastor Gary, uh, they are doing something for the youth on every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night in July, it may even go into August, having major groups come in. Big concerts, food trucks, everything's free to youth. I'm going to get all the details to you, but I'm going to need parents to help me get kids down there. I mean, just to, we're just going to go down. I mean, but we're talking like big names, P.O.D., Lecrae. We're, I mean, big time stuff that's happening. They had 30 artists sign up to say, okay, I'll do this. And they're like, well, they're taking a leap in faith. They just, because I'm telling you and you know it, the enemy is after this generation. He's after this generation. And you got to believe with me that, I mean, this church is just going to, we got to be on the, here's another word, cuspid, cuspid. Okay, that's it. What she said, cusp. She just loves living with me because I mess all of these words up. I'll be singing a song in the car and everybody will go, what did you say? Isn't that what they say? And she's like, no, that's nothing about what they say. But, but it's funny. Anyway, we're, you know, we're just believing God for amazing things. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you for such a time as this, God is not finished with our youth. He is not and uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening. I'm so stoked about what he's, what he's doing. They've asked me to speak at camp again, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to do that. I'm actually going to go and do that on our anniversary. And I had to ask Pastor Kim, I'm like, they want me to speak on the 8th of June. Bless her heart, she said, go ahead, we'll celebrate on the 10th. I said, all right. So uh, I'm going to go down there. But listen, this isn't even part of the message. But I just want to tell you, because doesn't the world seem like it's getting darker? Thank God he's brighter. And and God is just, he's amazing. He doesn't change. His light never dims. He doesn't have to go, oh, gee, I have to. He's just constant. But I mean, I got to stuff, you know, I went and prayed for youth, youth, are so powerful because what they love, they just get hungry for God. They just like they just like to see God's power. They like to see God move, and they just like to see... Hey, this is true. This does happen. You know, when David killed Goliath, pretty, pretty sure he was probably just a teen. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's like, okay. I got to pray for kids, and the enemy did not want to let go of them. Kids that I didn't think the enemy had hold of in ways. Not... Possession, but oppression. But God would just, he would be like, take care of this. I'd be like, you take care of this. (laughs) And he'd be like, I will, but I'm using you. And I'm telling you just, it was like 4th of July. Fireworks started happening, and like bees to honey. And things just, we are getting to a time when we don't just have to sing And and try to make believe in our mind that God is real. He's real. We will see it. Listen to my words. We will see it with our own eyes. We will see it. Our children will see it. So, we've been talking about faith walk. This is our week number six. Today, we're talking about walking it out. Next week, uh, I'm gonna talk about what to do if somehow you seemed like you missed it. I've missed it before. But we're, we're learning how the laws of the kingdom work. Now, I might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer sometimes. Okay, I break that. I'm a sharp knife, all right? <laughs> but if, if there are laws and they work and I can figure that out, I can make them work for me. Because the kingdom will work for those that believe it and, and use the laws. Because the laws don't change. It's for God's glory. And so now I start looking at things like, why did that happen or why didn't that happen? Did I need, should I, you know, and I want to find out like how good God is. I know he's good, but Lord, should I have done what, show me what I needed to do or what I, where I short circuited, whatever. Second Corinthians one, 18 through 20 says, as surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the son of God does not waver between yes and no. He's the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preached to you. And as God's ultimate, yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with responding yes, and through Christ our amen. Which means yes, ascends to God, to his glory. That's the New Living Translation. The scripture is saying that the answer, God, for his will to be done in your life is always yes. He does not pick and choose arbitrarily. I'm going to bless this. I'm not blessed. I'm just, here's who I'm blessing today. He doesn't do that. As you heard me say, he works by covenant. His laws are in place. His promises are available to whoever will speak the amen. You don't have to wonder if it's God's will that you receive the things that you need because he says he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory. His promise already says yes to that. You and I must say the amen to that promise. Meaning we are the one who agrees with what God said... I agree with you, God. Amen, which means, so be it. That's what amen means. We talk about Mark in chapter 11 and 24, the prayers that I pray, the prayer of faith I receive when I pray, not when it shows up. I've already received it before I see the answer. Jesus talked all the time about how to receive the law of faith from God. Romans 4:17b. That's what the scripture means when God told him, "I have made you the father of many nations." This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Now the New King James says it this way, "I have made you a father of many nations, presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did." So I'm putting both of those together so you can see what one version is saying and they both say the same thing. They just say it a little different in the wording. This is how he operates. That's how we are to operate as well. So by faith, we call things that are not as though they were, as though they are. That's how this thing works. Hebrews says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. If I have evidence of things I don't see, Even though I can't see them in the natural, I can see them in the spiritual. And I talk as if it's in front of me. Even though it hasn't shown up yet, I have evidence of it in here and in here. Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, the cattle over all the earth... Every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We are made in God's image. We are to operate like our father. I have kids. They look like me. It's amazing, isn't it? At least resemble me in some respect. My, my boys especially. They've watched me. They've seen how I handle things. They've seen me... Handle things, different situations, different ways. My son was just really little. I was in ministry and I had a gentleman cursing me out. This far from my face, spitting and blowing my hair. I had more. (laughs) Inside, my wife knows me. That wouldn't have happened for too long. But the Holy Spirit... Is greater as he that's in me than he that, and Sam was sitting right, he was standing right there. And I think Sam was like, oh, let him have it, daddy. He didn't really say that, but I just took Sam and just pushed him behind me and stepped a little closer. And asked the fellow, are you finished? And I was able to do this calmly, tell him that we would obey God, and I didn't give him any gruff. My son saw all that. We should run our lives by the rules that God operates his kingdom with. I'm not always as successful, but I try. He is our heavenly father, and we are made in his image. My kids learn how to function by watching me function and copying what I do. Do you know, Arrow was at my house the other day. Now, he's my grandkid, and Aunt Maddie had to go to work, and he calls her Aunt Me. Aunt Me, bye-bye. I said, yeah, Aunt Me's got to go to work. I said, bummer, isn't it? He turns looks right at me and goes, bummer. (laughs) Never heard him say bummer before. Maddie and I just cracked up. Bummer. I called him out. Hey, he said bummer. (laughs) But they copy what we do. The principles that govern God's kingdom are the same rules that should govern our lives as a son or daughter of God. That's how, as for me and my house, my kids would say, well, over at Joey's house, Joey's parents, let him do that. Look around you. You're not at Joey's house. You're at my house. And we would run our kids. We would love on our kids. But we would say, as for me and my house, like Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. Did we do it all right? No, if we could go back, I'm sure there's some tweaks or changes we would make. But to the best of our ability, we did our best to keep our kids protected. Sometimes we've had people say, your kids, you've just, you've so sheltered them and protected them. Get over it. The world is, they weren't ready to handle some of the stuff. So we didn't put them in front of it. We didn't put that in front of them. The law of faith is the law of his kingdom. We talked about this in James. James 4, 2, the second part of that B says, yet you do not have because you do not ask God. The NLT says you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. So the first thought today, we're asking for the wrong thing. We're asking for the wrong thing. Now, I need you to hear me. Just like Caitlin said, I need you to hear my heart. This isn't Santa Claus. This isn't the list I make out. And like on Christmas, I want this skateboard Santa. I don't... This isn't that kind of list. This isn't make-believe. This is real. James 4.3, the next verse says this. And even when you ask, you don't get it. Here's the the key, because your motives are all wrong. You only want, or you want only what will give you pleasure. What God is trying to tell us here is sometimes we're just asking with the wrong mindset, the wrong heart set, the wrong motive. If we just want something just because we want to be a hoarder of it, that's wrong. If we want it just because we want to put it in front of him... The motive is wrong. That's wrong. We can't covet. We we don't want to lust. You know what lust is? That's idolatry. That is getting puffed up or putting something. You're wanting something greater than God. We need to ask out of our need. Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, there's times he's given us deals. She's come home with One time she came home and she had this big chandelier. We did not need a chandelier. And she said she was in the store and she felt like the Lord said, buy the chandelier. What a bright idea. (laughs) So, but I didn't question it because I know my wife hears God. So I was just like, okay, but we don't need it. So I'm looking at this thinking, where am I going to put this chandelier we don't need it if she likes it I guess I'll put it somewhere I don't know so it just sat in the basement and she said I don't know why I bought it no we don't need it I didn't even want it but I knew I was supposed to buy it you know within just less than two weeks somebody got in touch with us and said we're just believing God we just need a chandelier Kim said I have it what do you want for it? She said, I don't want a thing for it. I am sowing it into you. Not hoarding, not pride, not so I can say, hey, look at me, look at me. No, but because God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Maybe he's already blessed you. Maybe you haven't taken time, and maybe you won't put your hand to it. You're just waiting on God to shake the money tree in heaven. There's no money tree in heaven. Money's how things work down here. Up there they put it on streets and stuff. They don't care. They got streets of gold, they put big pearls on gates. That's not the issue there, but it's how the economy works here. But I'm here to tell you this morning you are you have another system that's greater than the earth curse system. You know, even the manna that God gave them had to be harvested. They had to go out and get it. It didn't just appear. Here's the second thought this morning. Faith can't fail. And this is important. So in other words, we don't want to ask for the wrong thing. We want to have a pure heart. Lord, show me what you need. Show me what I need to get. Show me whatever. Do you have a mission? Do you we want to live your life on purpose? Let him tell you what you need. Here's what I want you to do. You know, he might give you an idea. You might have an incredible job just waiting on you. And you just believe, oh, I can't do that. I could never do that. What if he said, you can do it. If you believe me, I'll make a way for it. Number two, faith can't fail. Luke 22, 31 and 32. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you, to sift each of you like wheat. But I've pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. This is what Jesus is saying. I had to look at this, I had to read it over and over again. He's saying our faith, just like Peter, Simon is Peter, can fail. Our faith, your faith, can fail. But faith itself can never fail. Our faith can fail, but faith itself can never fail. If faith could fail, then the word of God could fail, and that is impossible. You need to see the difference of that. Because if you've watched or listened to any of my journey along this way, you'll see where I've wavered. You'll see where I've like got double-minded. You'll see where I've second-guessed or, or whatever. God has created us to walk in faith with our hearts. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Do you, do you read that? So what your heart believes determines your life. We use our heart as our belief system. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Yeah. We all did vacation Bible school. But we've all believed. You see, and our heart is the teacher by experience. If you've lived in an abusive relationship, you may like, you know, if you're a lady and you've had, you know, there's men that just abused you. You may not like men. Because in your experience... They're all not good, but not all men are like that. But in your experience, because you've been hurt, and then sometimes we just operate in that world of pain. But by experience, on the good side of that, you can experience things where you're, that's where your faith is. I don't have to worry if I go sit by my wife. I sat in that chair. I don't have to worry that the chair will fall. I've sat in that chair hundreds and hundreds of times. So my experience is that chair will hold me up. I have faith knowing I don't even have to think about it. If I sit down, it will hold me up. My heart determines my life. Fear is perverted faith or faith in the wrong direction. So your faith will work. It's going to work one way or the other. I just talked uh, to someone who said that someone was, and I'm just being... Gracious, because we don't need names at this point, but just you know that saying, "What they've feared has come upon them." It's actually a scriptural saying, but you know, if you just can confess fear, life is in your what? Is in your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and so again, our heart is our belief system. So we want to keep our heart protected. In our lives, we've grown up in the world system. Much of our beliefs are how things work by our experience in this kingdom. Most of us have been trained in the art of no. Have you ever been trained like that? Now, my mom and dad are sitting in here today, but as a kid growing up, I knew if I was going to get any way on any leniency, I was going to ask mom. Because he hadn't come home yet. And I was going to let her try to butter him up if she liked the idea, you know. Well, I'd make it real pleasing to my mom because then you know it would it would go over smoother with dad. But we've been trained up just you know, mom in the art of no, and you know, mom can I no. But dad can I no. For a long time, I think their names were mom can I and dad but. But there's always no, 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 no. And then, you know, and we, we've grown up in this earth system where it's just, no, you can't. You can't do that. You, you can't. And, and then, you know, you can't talk about money in the church because that's wrong. It's not wrong. It's just how it's handled. See, the world believes in failure, not success. They're almost looking for that. The news will, you don't hear the news saying too many good things. It's always about the bad things. Sickness, they believe in sickness, not health. Prescription drug medication is probably one of the best earners of ever. People, I mean, the a bazillion dollars in that. Have you ever watched the commercials? Oh, you need to take this drug. Taking this drug and cause death. None of your organs will work right. You know, you're just like... What? And then they have this issue where you take something and then it reacts with something else you're taking. Then they give you something to react to the thing that's reacting to the thing that's (laughs) reacting. And you're like, stop the insanity. The world believes in, in poverty, not abundance. They're captive to fear of death, not embracing life. One of the reasons I love True Life Church is because it says live life on purpose. You were created for a purpose, on purpose. God didn't make any mistake. Man, step into something that God wants for you. Don't go the next two, three, five, one year, whatever. Man, just say, God, what do you have for me? When we get born again, we come into a new kingdom with new laws of operation. Old things have passed away. All things can become new. We start learning new things. We begin to understand living above the system there's laws that you cannot change gravity you cannot change you have to have a a law that supersedes that the law of lift will make a a really heavy metal aircraft fly you have to start believing lord you have higher ways that's why the bible says his ways are higher than ours you know what ours is earth cursed The more we understand the less fear we have. First Peter 2:2 2, 2, Newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that you'll grow into full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. Salvation here doesn't just mean getting saved. It means all of the blessings that come with being a child of God. Re- you know, delivered, saved, healed, prosperous. I'm telling you God doesn't want you to live just like, "Oh, I just can't wait till Jesus come." Oh, get away. Who wants to be that way? Man, you walk into a room, let God walk in there with you because He's inside you. I've shared with you guys my struggles. But, like the process I've learned, we fall down, we get back up, we go again. You fall down, you get back up, you go again. You just got to keep swinging. You'll hit the fence. Just keep swinging. The Word will give you ideas and concepts that may not click with your current mindset. God may just drop something in your spirit and you go, what? And it could be the thing that would change your life. It could be a business opportunity. It could be something that He wants you to do. And you've got to put your hand to it. But it's easy to go back to being double-minded because we've been raised in another system. And sometimes we'll try to work both plans. And I've shared with you, and I've done that. And I'm sorry to say, I've not succeeded at that. But I fall down, I get back up. You can't do both sides of the fence. The Bible says, lukewarm, he spits you out. If I try to work both sides of the fence, faith can't work. I'm not confident because I'm really, you know, I'm, oh, I'm believing you for this, God. But just in case you don't come through, I've got this other plan. It's hard for my faith then to really go. You know what faith is? Being fully persuaded. What God says. I mean fully persuaded. When I know, and I'm fully persuaded, and I know the law is in motion. We talked about sowing and reaping. We've talked about, well, I have seed in the ground. I have seed in the ground because the law says, the word says, sowing and reaping. So because of that, I've obeyed what the word says. And because of my action in obedience to the word, I have peace, and that law works. And remember, I talked to you about when you are believing and you're sowing, you you can write it down. So when the enemy comes, then he'll come. It's not if, it's when he comes. You can do that Diana Ross thing. Stop in the name of God. I don't know if she was a godly woman. I'm just using that as an example just because of the song. But all I'm saying is, I can say it is written. On this day, at this time, I was obedient. That is no longer my issue. It's already done. And when I can say that fully persuaded, it's just really, that's when things start showing up. Hebrews 6.17 says, God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise would be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. We always base our faith on the word of God. Because anything else moves off the mark. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word never moves. It never changes. It's always constant. It is the anchor of your soul. You know what your soul is? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. You want to talk to a walking Bible? Go start talking to Pastor Kim. She's like her father. I I could go to Charles and say, I'm looking for this one king. Charles would be, oh. And he would just tell me whatever that king was, and I'd figure out where to find it. But if I couldn't find it, it's kind of like going to a concordance. i just go to Charles. And he kind of helped me get there, and it saved me some time. <laughs> but she knows the word, and she wants to anchor her mind, her thoughts, her will, and her emotion. All of those are your soul. Sometimes those scream loud, don't they? But you've got to anchor them to the word. The word never changes. The enemy's coming for the most valuable thing that will change you. That is the word of God. Remember, we talked about the parable of of the sower. All the word that was sown, the enemy comes. This is what happens to this one. This is what happens to that one. There's actually three stories about that. We'll talk about that later. But the enemy is always coming for the word of God that's sown in you. And there's a reason because if it germinates inside you, if it takes root and starts doing what God's word does, guess what happens? The enemy then is put to flight. He can't stay on, he can't stay close, he has to let go. Our third thought this morning don't get lazy we got to continue and maintain our stance. Standing on the word. Here's what I mean. I've had success. If I come up against a similar situation, and I'm just going to use deer hunting as an example. You remember I told you the story, I believe for an eight-point buck, fell asleep at the chair, or at the the white plastic bucket, and the deer was from me to Jeff, just eight-point deer, Laying down while I'm in orange, out in the open, and just staring at me because I had so. Now, listen, there, and we're going to get into that. Why would that deer be there? Unless the deer, you know, hey, this is Donner, stupid, blitzing, you know, this was stupid. (laughs) But he's there, and I missed him. I was so excited, you know, and he ran over the hill. I shot three times. Uh, at the ceiling if you never mind that's another song but i shot and didn't get him but the success of him coming gave me confidence the reason i'm saying a story when i've had success just because i had it doesn't mean i'll automatically be in faith for the next thing i face next time i went hunting or whatever because The success does help my confidence level, but every situation can be a little bit different. Listen to what I'm saying, and I need you to hear me. Remember Samson. I'll get up just as in the past, and I'll go, and his strength was gone. You you cannot just rely on a past success. That is great to boost your confidence, but you have to stay with God. You have to not get lazy and stay with God stay with the father stay close to him i have to make sure my faith is placed in the word of god for each situation now i may end up with the same scripture that's fine but each situation i renew my faith there's always new circumstances that can make each situation a little bit different I'll give you another quick example. I don't have much more. I was teaching youth one time, and I got a plank, like a six by two, about that thick, six or eight feet long. I don't remember how long, but I, I laid it across the floor, and I got somebody like, I got like a Caden, you know, athlete, woo And, uh, you know, I said, hey, because all the kids are like, oh, because, I mean, this, if we played any kind of a physical game, this kid was always like on his top, you know, He was good, and his name was Nick, and uh, I said, Nick, run across that. He's like, shoo, went right across. I'm like, that's awesome. Walk across it. Walked across it. Skip. He skipped across it. I said, that's awesome. I called two guys in. They took two chairs, turned the backs like that, took the plank, set it on top of the back of the chairs. Nick. He goes, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. I said, walk across. He goes, I'm not walking across that. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Same plank, different circumstance. The enemy will, will do something that could maybe change your view, but you got to know that God doesn't change. I don't care what I see. I just know what I know. I know that my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. He funds his assignments. I know that God gives me everything I need. I know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I know I'm more the head, I'm not the tail. I know the devil, when I come on the scene, Jesus is with me, and Jesus is the one declaring, get out. If I understand those things, I'm gonna stand on the word of God, and the enemy has no choice but to leave. I'd ask God to show me Show me something, God, I missed. Show me a different thing. And he's still doing that today. I don't always catch it, but I try. And he's good enough to show me again. He is the anchor. He's the base. I don't have to tell you this, but the enemy doesn't always come with guns a-blazing, does he? He doesn't. Sometimes he gets you to think that that was just a fluke. That's just a coincidence. It couldn't happen two years in a row. Brett, for a deer to do that, <laughs> what's the chances of you getting another deer? Come on, really? Next thing you know, if you entertain those, you're in fear and doubt. You gotta stay in the faith zone. I feel like I'm in the South now. Stay in the face zone, y'all. You gotta stay there. You gotta just put those blinders on. My wife is telling me about, uh, I, I need to watch it again. Have you seen the movie Secretariat? That's a good movie. You ought to watch that movie because the lady, it's a true story. The lady that owned Secretariat, it actually was her, her dad owned a horse farm and her dad got sick and passed away. She had to maintain everything and believed what God was doing and, and her faith, and the odds were terrible against her. But she stayed. And it's a great story. I mean, it's got a great, it, it'll get you, you know, you're like, yes. But it's, it's like that. It's sometimes you have to say, you know what? I got to believe I got to stay in the zone just like that horse has to have blinders on I got to see my lane and I got to stay in my lane and I just got to keep going maintain your stance in the word well Brett I don't have great faith you have faith because God put it there I'm gonna say it again you have faith because God put it there I'm gonna show you how to make it grow But you got to start small and just let it grow. Let me give you an example. I have land now. I just, the other day, this is awesome. I jumped nine deer. Nine. (laughs) I'm allowed to harvest five deer during deer season on my land. I think if that rule is still the same. But I'm just going to be honest. I could do that. But that, to me... Unless God told me another way or to do it for another reason, it would be hoarding for me. Or maybe even gluttony. I don't know. And plus, I don't want to cut five deer down. You know what I'm saying? So my faith would not be really in sync with that. The Bible says we're to be led by peace. So when it's time for me to hunt, I'm pretty sure he's going to, I'm just going to pick one or two. And I'll be good with that. But I want to stay in the limits of the peace of God. I want to stand on what God says. Sometimes we sow and believe for things that are beyond us. And there may be stuff that we really have no need for. Now I love y'all. I mean, I'm I'm always looking for other nets. People have asked sometimes how we've been successful, and we've tried to have other nets in the besides, you know, just to, to, to help us, and so we could sow more into the kingdom and i really thought for a long time i thought man i'm gonna be a realtor i love people i know houses i could i could sell houses i took that test twice i studied i graduated in the top third of my class i'm not you know i'm not goofy don't say anything Especially over on this section. <laughs> and I, I went and I mean, but then I have seen because this market has been crazy. My son-in-law is the best realtor I've ever met. He is amazing. He, give, he gave me stuff I didn't even ask for. Here's this. Here's this. Here's how much money you make of this. And this is what will happen here. And this is what you'll have here. Here's what you escrow. Here's, I mean, it was just like, wow. And I'm thinking, I don't think I can do that. But because the market was crazy, Justin has had to be kind of at the whim of, I want to sell a house. And if they want to sell it now and you don't want to go, they'll find somebody else like that. So he's trying to figure out how to run that system, and he's good at it, and God will give him an idea, and he'll run with it. My whole point is I failed that test twice, and I went back to the Lord. Isn't it good to go back to the Lord? Because I was really embarrassed, because I felt like I looked stupid in front of my family. I felt like I, I let my wife down. I felt like I let God down. I felt like I let the church down, because I'm like, man, if I get really successful, I'll just tell the church, I don't need that. I'll just take the salary I get from, you know what I'm saying? I got all these plans. But I couldn't pass the test. I don't know. I just had a mental block. And I asked the Lord, and this is what he told me, as sure as I'm telling you. He said, if you take it again, you can pass it. But that's not what I want. But for the longest time, I thought that's what he wanted. But this is what I was doing: na 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 na. na, na. You ever do that with God? You're telling him what you want, and he wants to tell you something else, and you're going na la, na la, na la, na. When I was a kid, I used to get sick. My sister would go in her closet, put her fingers in her ears, and go la 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 because she didn't want to hear it. Of course, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> There's a word picture you didn't even need, did you? (laughs) But anyway, my point is, you might think I'm super spiritual. I'm just me. I just put my pants on like you do. One leg at a time. And i got to figure this thing out. But faith, remember, is the evidence of things not seen. God didn't just show me. So by His grace, He stopped that. He closed that door. So, I'm not looking there anymore. But the enemy wants us to live in that five sense realm, the natural realm, the seeing, the text, because that's his realm. Remember, he was cast down to the earth. That's his realm. But when we have Christ, we can go above that. He can show you things that aren't in his realm. You ever watched a magician saw somebody in half? They cut him in half. And they separate the boxes, and you can see their feet kicking on this end, and the guy's waving at you on this end, and you're saying to yourself, That ain't real. But yet you're still seeing it. Deception. That's his biggest tool. He will deceive you all day long, the enemy will, if you'll let him, because he is relying on what you see. In your natural. Are you seeing what I'm trying to? T- I know I'm saying seeing a lot, but <laughs> he's trying to show you something in the five sense realm that will deceive you in the spiritual realm. You see, he knows what he's doing. And I'm trying to show you that so that now you know what you're doing. I don't care what I see, I just know what he told me. And that is what I'm standing on. Can I say this? And I'm, I'm pretty well finished for today. When I was praying for the youth. So I'm bringing this whole thing full, full circle. There were. That night is a night I'll, I'll almost never forget. There were probably. Maybe 200 kids at youth camp. And I remember standing on this side of the auditorium in the camp lodge wherever we were at and the lord spoke to me just like he was right here and he said have them all line up i said have them all line up he said shoulder to shoulder facing you so i turned to the guy beside me and i said we need to have them all line up shoulder to shoulder facing me (laughs) he's like okay let's do this pb I'm like, all right. And then I said, God, what? He said, I just want you just to watch. Put your hands on them and watch. And as fast as you can move is, I have, it was amazing. I remember those kids, they were probably 50 kids lined as close as we could pack them and we had them two and three rows deep. You know, so there's a couple hundred kids so there's probably maybe 120 at the altar. And as fast as I could go by them, Bam, 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 bam. They're just, boom, boom, boom. And the kids were screaming and, whoa. And then just, boom, 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 boom. And then the next row, boom, boom, boom. Pretty soon, it looked like a war zone. And I was over there praying for somebody. And somebody yelled, PB! And I look over. And there's something going on over in the corner. And they're like, and there are kids that are freaking out. Because in the natural that's not supposed to happen. I hadn't seen it before, but we're not operating in the natural. We're operating in the supernatural. And the Lord said, "Tell it to go." So I did. There was no there was no cough three times, spit in this bag, do something stupid, bark like a dog. There was nothing like that. It was just power in the name of Jesus. And that student was set free. Just like that. And then it was almost. Have you ever seen something where it's just like, whoo, those kids were like, whoo, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And it was, I got a glimpse of just like, oh my word. And we had. Other students that were part of the team that I, that I used that night and a couple other adults. I'm just telling you, from that service, the service started at 7. They did praise and worship. They gave it to me about 8, about 11.30. We were winding up. Something like that. I mean, it was nuts. And it seemed like it was just like that. I know when I went to bed that night, I was tired. But, man, I was full of God. What am I telling you? You cannot get any more power than what you have right now. It's in you. It just needs to be activated. Jesus isn't going back to the cross. It is finished means it's all done. It's time for the body of Christ to be like, you know what? Let's take this thing. Let's take territory. And he's gonna. The enemy's gonna try to stop you. Maybe he's telling you, "I don't want you to sow. I don't want you to give. Or I don't want you to volunteer. I don't want you to serve. I don't want you to do this." You need to figure out who's talking, because there's voices that are speaking. Who are you gonna listen to? Start saying, "God, I'm gonna be fully persuaded." Fully persuaded. And when you do that. Things will change. Things will start happening. Favor. You start to recognize things that you might have walked by before didn't recognize. Because your awareness in the spiritual is going to open up. You believe that? It's going to be a great ride. But it's going to be real. I can. Pastor Gary says almost every time before he preaches. Buckle your seatbelts. I've said that here before too, didn't even know he was saying that, but now he's been saying it every service, but I agree, buckle your seat belts. We're going to have some services and we'll start applying these things and you'll start seeing them in your life and you'll start, you'll start walking in the kingdom and people will be drawn to the kingdom of God. And this is what signs do. They just point to something bigger than them. These signs will follow them that believe. If you look at the signs that will follow. It says they'll cast out demons. Demons can't stay. You have to be fully persuaded to know who's greater. You can do that. Father, in the name of Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed. And those that are listening online. God, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word today. That today will be a pivotal point. A hinge, if you will, Lord, that they are all in. God, I pray that they invite people back to this and we will learn the truths of the kingdom. This church will go grow by growth and spirit. And Father, it will explode by the blessings of Almighty God. For those with their heads bowed and eyes closed, they're saying, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I just want to recommit my life to him. If you knew him before and you feel you've fallen away, then right now, Just say, this is my time. I'm coming back. Put your hand up and you can put it right back down. I want to pray for you. Yes. Anybody else? Yes. This is your time. Those online, you can just raise your hand where you're at. Come on, somebody. Let's say this together. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Come into my heart, my belief system. Be my Lord and my Savior from this day forward. I'm going to walk with you in Jesus name everybody say amen amen, amen. that means